0: And the clock runs out, and your Vikings lose to Dallas on Sunday Night Football, final score, 20-16. to 16. Yes. And you know what that means? That means it's time for the rolling. Get ready to join the conversation. Win or lose. Victory or agonizing defeat. Disappointment or... Glory! Climbing the pocket is here. Hey everybody, it's Dave here. And once I get everything set up, we should have at least... Why is that not showing up? Here we go. Jason's joined me. Bean room, homie. Hello, hello, uh, hello. And we've got more people getting ready to join us. Until then... They're going to stay. Yinka's in his wonderful picture staring at us because I'm sure he feels that way. We also have. He's at the game. Joe, he's at the game, so he's going to uh, hook up with us here shortly. Um, yeah. Six and one. Yeah, he must be a Cowboys fan. And in the green room. Just what up, though? No? The green room. We got is some new, Cowboys Mr. fans been here.
1: Off. What's happening, man?
0: Hey, I'll take anybody. I don't discriminate. Come on through. Fire Zim. So much pain watching this team. Yes, Quang, you are correct. So embarrassing, Kevin. You are correct. If anyone, anybody, any. All right. Yes. Get rid of the head I, clash. Ice up.
1: The com. Yeah. The comments are coming through, and I can't say I disagree with any of them. Mary, as always, you are correct. Kevin, I'm not sure who Zimmerman is, but you know we can fire his ass too. They all can go. Uh, yeah, man. I don't even know.
2: Miles, man, how you doing? What up? Man, I got my girl sleeping. So.
0: Oh, so you can't sleep, sleep loud.
2: She's here.
1: My daughter's right here. So. Oh yeah, Lake's over here. She's chilling. How'd she? What she think about the
2: game? I mean, she slept through it because that's how boring it was. I mean, (laughs) real talk, though, she did she did expect a W. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, to be honest, we kind of the last few weeks we've had a horseshoe. Anyways, people want to say that everybody else has been lucky. I mean, shoot, how do you at home off the bye? You lose to a dude named Cooper fucking Rush.
0: Cooper Rush. Oh, nothing yeah, they, wrong with Cooper fucking Rush. His parents gave him that. There's every.
2: You. Exactly. I mean, Dave. I mean, if yeah. if somebody were fired tomorrow, You're still trash. I, I know <laughs> I know nobody's gonna get fired tomorrow. Like I really, I do. Like no. that's not gonna happen. But like, if this doesn't tell you, I would. This is where I was at coming out of the bye. You had all those games against the Lions and the and the Panthers. Both those games. If they swing if you lose one of those games, we're not even excited about going into this game right now and now you come into this game with Dak Prescott, one of the best QBs in the league out and you put up 13 points and you lose on a last second touchdown not a last second but a, a last minute touchdown by the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys without Dak Prescott beat you late and then you go into the, like the two- minute drill and it's just ugly.
0: Oh, it just. Uh, I, I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> in the military, you know, we had a term for that, and it's fugly. Um, it usually describes I mean, it a woman you wake up with the next morning after being extremely <laughs> drunk the night before. But this game but fits just... the bill. Um, absolutely. And it's uh, just too bad. Hey, we want to welcome.
1: <laughs> we got some, we got we got some fire in these comments, though. James oh, Taylor coming through.
2: See, this is my issue. This wasn't just a a noon game, losing to Cooper Rush. This was Sunday Night Football, a nationally televised game. And you got people like, Stephen A. Smith doesn't give a shit about the Vikings. He's tweeting about the Vikings, and that's when you know shit's messed up, man.
0: Hey, guys, I can't keep up with these tweets or these remarks coming in. They are absolutely on fire, and they're rolling in faster than I can click them up on the screen.
1: We they appreciate that. J R. Can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. Can y'all hear me? <laughs>
0: yes, yes, we sir. can. Yes, you sound sir. great. Golden voice long.
1: Let's go. Okay. Well, we got the crew here. What's going on, y'all? My name is Jason Brown. I will be hosting this evening, this uh this group therapy session. And uh, you know, we got the man, the myth, the legend, in his final run with us here, Mr. JR, QB one. What's going on, my man? Uh, after this game, man, what can you tell us? You know how you doing outside of the Vikings? You know what's going on, man? How you been?
3: I'm good, man. Uh, all I can do is laugh right now. <laughs> it's not a, <laughs> a true laughter. It's more of an angry laughter. But I mean, I don't even know what to say after that performance. There's just so many missed opportunities. It was the same old Vikings and you know they've kind of flirted with this type of performance before and I think it just kinda of stung stung, and they got caught with their hand on the top of the stove when it was hot. We've seen them come out on the right side of these one possession games with bad teams before. We should have lost to the Lions. We should have lost to the Carolina Panthers. And then once again, here we are in a dogfight with the team that were clearly better than with Cooper Rush in the lineup. But once again, we're on the wrong end of these one possession games. But I mean it's just a, it's just been a snow no-ball effect, and we've kind of gotten away with being on the right end of these one-position one, position, one position games against these bad teams. But now on a nationally televised audience, we're starting to see it now, and we came out on the wrong end of it. But there's just so many things that I could talk about that went wrong in this game. It wasn't just the offense, uh, the defense, and I, I thought the defense played okay in spots. I had a I was huge just, problem was just with gonna say. the cushion yeah. with the cushion that they were given on the outside. I mean, Dantzler was getting worked. It's like how many times are you going to see CeeDee Lamb run a hitch route or a curl route in front of you before you start breaking on it? Like Cooper Russ is not going to throw the ball deep. Like, I mean, Mike Zimmer, when are you going to come up and press these wide receivers? And I Can, know we, can we talk of- you're, I mean, I know you're nervous of Cooper and um, CeeDee Lamb getting behind you, but you got to understand who's that quarterback, too. They're not going to attack the deep portions of the field. So, I mean, I just had a huge problem with the game plan. I didn't understand on both sides of the ball what they were doing. Yeah, talk to us. Can mouse. we talk
2: about that real? Yeah, so that that's my issue is Zim. I feel like Zim would have been more aggressive if he was playing Dak Prescott, and that's my problem. Cooper, it's his first start. The dude's been in the league for four years. That's like you should be. Like the one thing I will give the defense actually did pretty well. I the the reason the the Cowboys are even in the game was because the the Vikings offense couldn't do anything. It was the Cowboys. It was the Vikings' defense that kind of kept them in the game. To be honest, the Vikings' offense should have been the one that put this game away. Well into the second second quarter, you know, third quarter after you had a couple turnovers by your defense, Um, you had a couple you know a couple plays uh, on offense, and I just I'm just at this point, like from from a top down coach, like the coaching perspective, like the the Vikings' second half. They were a little bit of aggressive in the first half. You could see in the, on offense they were trying to hit some deep shots. They were trying to make some plays. As they merged into the third – the third, the second half, I feel like they took their gas, their gas pedal off – their foot off the gas pedal and decided let's just slow play this, we'll grind it out, and I think we're going to beat them because we have better players than they do. And it's just not true. Like the Vikings are not – I've been saying it all year going into the season. The margin for error for this team is nothing, and – you ha- it becomes even worse when you loot like against the Cooper Rush like th- you should be creating a margin for error ag- and you did against this team and then you kept shrinking that margin for error as the game went on because you couldn't put the game away on offense and people want to people sit here exactly Jerome like people want to sit here and they always need to make it like about Kirk or, or Zim it's a collective group effort where they all fucked up but like the two people the two most important people we're at the worst today. It was the quarterback and the coach, and I, I'm not even going to make it about them fully. But like those two just did not come up when you needed them to, and you could throw Clinton into that too. But all in all, like a, the the most important players that you, you needed to step up didn't, and on national television, like that, like national television. I'm just so sick. <laughs> come on, man. Hey man, Jr.
3: Jr. Like, help I, me out I, here. I will say, like, I, will, the I will say, I will say this: they, is
1: not even good. So, like, yeah. how is it that Kirk is thrown for 184 <clears throat> against the Cowboys defense that, like, they're not a great defense? Were they doing anything yeah. different in this game that caught you off guard? Like, what is it that you were seeing? How yeah. is it that our offense could not get going against a Cowboys defense that, like, is better than it was but certainly isn't great?
3: Yeah, I thought they made it really easy on them. Um Clint Kubiak's in over his head, man. I tried to give him a chance early on this year, but he just looks like when he has to adjust in game, he just looks in over his head. And they kept running a bootleg play where Kirk would start left and he would go back right. And every time Kirk would throw it short or he would throw it out of bounds. And they ran it like I counted like seven times in the second half. And it did not work. Not one time at all and it's like whenever like the opening script is always good just because that's the easy part of the game just because you go into a game with the game plan you come out with a set type of play that you want to attack just because you you like what you see on film you're able to script those it's usually the first 10 to 12 plays or 10 to 15 plays of a game that you like so clint is good with that but when he has to make in-game adjustments based on what defenses are doing to him and his offense he just looks way in over his head. And that's something that's been a huge problem for them this entire year. And I don't know the exact stat, but what we have like one or two touchdowns in the second half over the past few games or so. So that's just a, a microcosm of I him just over failing to adjust. Yeah, so that's just a microcosm of him failing to adjust in the second half. And, you know, it's just a sign of bad coaching, man. Like, I, I just think, not saying he's too young, I just think his inexperience is really showing right now. And the Viking. This is the thing. Mike Zimmer's gonna have to make a decision, and I don't know who he's gonna turn to. But if he doesn't replace Clint Kubiak or um, figure out a solution to this offense, he's gonna <laughs> he's have to go down right with him, man. He's calling Gary He's <laughs> calling Gary at the ranch
1: right now. Like, yo, yeah, <laughs> come through. I
0: counted at least four passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage in the second half, and I know I missed some.
3: And I did want to add one more thing on the defensive side. I hope people recognize the importance of Daniil Hunter now. That defense oh, yes. we saw out there today was a defense that we saw last year. That was the 2020 Minnesota Vikings defense without Daniil Hunter. No pressure outside of the the corpse of Everson Griffin. He's given everything that he has left. That's really the only pass rusher that we have our secondary well I'll say our corners were bad. I thought Harrison Smith, he had some really bad plays in moments. Um, I think it was the touchdown in the first half of where he was just the it was the when they ran Tampa two. And um, Cedric Wilson split him down the middle. He's just spinning in circles, having no idea when and where to make the tackle. I don't know what was going on with that. And then he missed a whole bunch of tackles. And they were trying to run and blitz him off of the edge. But they had a plan for that. But I didn't think Harrison Smith played well at all. Xavier Woods, I thought, probably was the best defensive performance out of anybody. Um, But he was fired up to play against his old team. But the Vikings got an issue at corner, man. Ah, uh, is not a very good player. Uh, Cam Vanston—he's just playing really scared right now. And Mike Zimmer is play-calling like he just doesn't trust his guys on the perimeter. So, whatever you have to say about Patrick Peterson and Daniil Hunter, I hope you recognize their importance now—how important they are to this defense. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm
1: yeah, I'm, I'm still—we lost the Cooper fucking rush today, yo. Like, I don't even know what That's to say what I'm about this, like. Oh, man, bad, <laughs> don't, wake man, baby don't wake the so, baby up, Sam. Miles. Tyler.
4: What's good, homie? How you doing? She's good to see you. Hey, it, it it's good to see you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm glad to be here, kind of. Um about the only thing good tonight is that I was drinking beer watching the game with some of the neighbors. That <laughs> was Socializing. There, there was Cheers. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. We're we're starting to meet some of the neighbors because we're it's a new build community. We've only been here three months. So it was great. But watching this team, man, you know, Jordan kind of touched on some of the defensive stuff as I jumped in here. But, like, outside of scripted plays, this offense can't do anything. And this offense is too talented. This offense, in theory, on paper, is a top five unit in the National Football League. Or if it's not top five, it's just outside of it. And they're not doing anything. It's it's a combination of play calling. And outside of those scripted plays, there just isn't enough going on. Kirk Cousins just being kind of chicken. I saw so many instances where he took the check down where on the broadcast tape, the middle tier option was open. Like it's – there's no benefit to this team. It's we're too good to be bad. We're too bad to be good. We are in purgatory. And until we blow it up or make a real change, this is where we're going to stay. And as a fan, as an analyst – it's incredibly frustrating to watch because there's no way that this team should be where they're at. We're too talented to be three and four and losing, as you said, Jason, to Cooper fucking rush.
2: Well, this JR, is also so, part oh, of the man. issue too.
1: Hold on, hold on. Oh, J- bad, JR seemed like JR has got a smile like that. We gotta find out what that's about. I'm
3: sorry. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm right. laughing through the pain. I'm laughing through the pain. <laughs> CJ Ham CJ Ham mm-hmm. had one less target than Justin Jefferson tonight. Justin Jefferson had four. Mm-hmm. CJ Ham had three. Are you
0: telling me we have two quality wide receivers that don't get targeted on a regular basis?
3: Dalvin Cook zero catches tonight. Zero.
2: And they weren't effective on the ground. So, like that—that's the—that's been the issue with this offense. Is when the when the ground game isn't working, they don't seem to know how to function, and so. My issue, this is, like, this is going into, into last, last season, into, into the offseason, into this season where we heard people like Zimmer and we heard all the, the national media talking about the, the offense was what, like fourth and uh, they were the fourth, the fourth best offense in the NFL last year. No, they weren't. They weren't the fourth best offense. They were just, uh, what is it? Uh, Jason, you have the stats. They were the fourth. Um, come on. Come on. Feed it for me. Feed it for me. We're,
1: we're, we're talking about who? The Vikings last year and
2: and like yards, this has been, yeah. Yeah. And like yards, I think that's what it was. Um, so, so then we spin that as they were the fourth best offense in the NFL last year, but we know, we know how that storybook ended. Um, my issue was in the off season, just going into it, pretending like everything needed to be status quo and you don't need to improve anything. You just need to build off of it. And they didn't build off of anything from last year. Um, that's on offense, and then on defense. When you just factor in the idea that you just needed to sign a whole bunch of one, uh, one-year vets, and you think you're going to fix everything, I, like Tyler said, this is just a rudderless ship. They're not going anywhere. How are we going to expect them to go anywhere when they when they can't beat Cooper fucking Rush? <laughs> like at that name, I I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm talking about about a band. <laughs> Well, and, and just just look at what the
4: betting markets think of Cooper Rush. It started off this earlier this week um, minus one Cowboys, rose to minus three, and then the second we got wind a Dak might actually not play because of injury, it swung and closed at Vikings plus four and a half. Not only four did the Cowboys cover, not only did the Cowboys cover plus four and a half, they beat us outright by four. Like the, Vegas thought nothing of Cooper Rush. All my Cowboys contacts that I talk to on a regular basis. Also thought nothing, nothing of Cooper Rush, that he was a bad quarterback, that he's Jerry Jones' boy. Like, this, is, this is an utter embarrassment for this level of talent to be playing this poorly, and it starts at the top with Mike Zimmer. It's just, this is a purgatory football team until we change something. Nothing will change.
2: Kirk and Cooper Rush had the same amount of completions tonight, but one guy had over 300 yards and two touchdowns, and the other guy had one touchdown. And one and didn't but, throw for two hundred yards. And didn't throw. And for he didn't throw for two
1: hundred yards. Like that's what I like. Hey Tyler, that's part for me.
0: Well, I have to Help say me. goodbye to you tonight. Um, thanks that's for okay. hopping on. Yinka has showed up.
4: Have a good night, guys.
1: This. Hey, thanks for us. popping in. A have a good one. We'll see you. Have I'm another. Have another drink for me, man.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna have like six, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm gonna go replenish at work in the morning.
1: Good word. <laughs>
4: All right,
0: All right, now we, he bring on, oh. well, I
2: we
0: bring got him on... We got double Dave. Here we go. He says this in the green room. Hey, let's hey, go.
2: Hey, what are the comments saying? What do we, what do we got the comments out here? Let me see. What? Daniel, what why do we think? even what bother with
1: receivers? Just throw more linemen out there. Daniel, <laughs> you might be onto something.
0: <laughs> hey, if I can't Zim keep could, up with the he comments. he
1: would do that shit right uh, now.
3: Uh, let's see here. Let's see here.
0: Yeah, oh, go no, to the, what do they, they, they call that? The they hippo? To,
3: we play Baltimore next week. Oh, my. Baltimore,
2: then, then the Chargers. So we go to Baltimore, then we go out west of the Chargers. Uh, <sighs> yeah. This is the game you should have won. This was the one. The And, hey, can we start? The Vikings have not been over 500 since Jeez. 2019.
1: Hmm? Yinka, can you hear us? What's going on, y'all? So we got Yenka leaving the stadium. Where are you? Oh, you're at the game. Was it any better in person
5: than it was for us watching at home? How much money did you win? Worse in person. Not a lot, man. I got got my tickets today, so the tickets were cheap.
0: I couldn't believe how many Dallas fans
5: were there. Oh, yeah, there were a ton in our section as well as within the stadium. Like, you, you would hear, think you that the stadium was like 40 every time Cooper had a pass. Yeah. You would think there was like 40% Dallas fans
1: here. Flip wants to know how cold you are right now. You said it doesn't look like
2: California weather where you're at right now based on how you're dressed. No,
5: it's not really that. It's hey, not really that cold
2: though. Hey, hey, hey Flip, you know exactly what the weather's like, man. You live you used to live here. <laughs> All right. So, uh
1: Miles. I'm, I'm going to get – I know, I know, you, got, I know you got the baby the right there. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, Miles, is there anything that you see from this game, any takeaways, anything you see that this team can fix to make you feel like they have a chance of maybe splitting
2: the next what, few games? That's what the bye week was for. So the one thing I will say is it won't surprise – nothing – like the – Nothing will surprise me. This team will play Baltimore strong because that's what they do. They'll play them strong. I don't know how the outcome will be, but they'll play them well in some capacity. I'm not, that's my assumption, at least, based off how they've always been. But the bye week was supposed to be that self-correction. The bye week was supposed to be we're at Sunday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys, no Dak Prescott. We should be putting our, our foots on the on their throats, and we should be showing the world that, hey, we could be a playoff team. We could be a team that – team should fear down the stretch, and they didn't do it. So, the the like the the way to correct themselves is it's obviously some of the discipline. I mean, <laughs> it's some of the play call. It's the it's it's more of the situational aspect of it that we've been, I think people have been calling for for a while. It's the situational stuff. It's the end of half, end of game. Like I know the Vikings have done pretty well end of game most of the season. But overall, like the end of half stuff, it's really been a struggle, and it's not just Mike Zimmer. Can we stop saying Mike Zimmer is the only person that's in control of, of what happens on offense when you're running the clock? Like that's not just Mike Zimmer. That's the quarterback. That's the offensive coordinator. There's a lot of people that are involved in that in those decision making process. So it's not just Mike Zimmer, and that's not me giving him any credit or trying to him take taking blame away from him. It's just it's not just Zimmer. There's multiple people that can make those decisions as well and have a say in this. So I'm just I just don't know what to say. I try not I'm not I said earlier they're not going to fire anybody, but we're in a situation where it's just like I don't what am I supposed to think of this team? I'm sick of talking about the playoffs. I'm sick of talking about like this team as if like their road to anything is positive right now. I was saying that when they were 2 and 3. I was saying that when they're 3 and 3. It's the way they're it's the way they're playing games where they're losing games or the way they're winning games. It's just not It's not conducive of a good football team. It's just not. JR, you played football in college.
1: Based on what you've seen from the Vikings, do they trust Kirk Cousins? Our boy Eric, he likes to talk. He likes to stir the pot a little bit. But, like, the way they're playing out there and the way that they're calling plays for Kirk, does this team trust Kirk?
3: No, and Kirk doesn't trust himself. (laughs) In prime time, I don't know what it is about him playing in prime time but when those bright lights are on him he just tenses up and that's something that doesn't get better as his career goes along and I mean I don't know man it's just something that goes through his mind that he just can't get through that prime time barrier but he just looked like a deer in the headlights and I mean the dude threw the ball out of bounds on the last play of the game at least throw it to the end zone for a Hail Mary to have a chance he threw the ball out of bounds, like little stuff like that. As a former quarterback, this drives me insane. So I don't know, man. He just—he's just not a prime time player. Is he playing for stats? Like, is he—is he, is I mean, he, he doing those things to make the yeah, stats yeah, I'm, look? I mean, I'm not is gonna. He, is, he,
1: is he playing to make yeah. the stats look a certain way, or is he playing to win the games?
3: No, I mean, I'm not going to accuse him of that. Uh, Kirk's a competitor. He's playing to win the game. I'm not saying that he's just out there just trying to pad his stats or nothing like that. The dude is playing to win the game, but it's just – he just tenses up. Whenever the moment intensifies, he's just uh, not a player that can just play in those control or those um, type of environments. That's just not his forte. You can see it. He's just – yeah, no doubt. All you got to do is look at his feet. Just look at his feet. (laughs) I call it machine gun feet. When his feet are moving like this (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a scare quarterback, man. That's that's what his feet were like. Uh, that's when you can tell, uh, or you can just call it happy feet, whatever. Uh, he's just he just tenses up, man. And you know some of those throws that he's used to making, those tight window throws that we've seen make him plenty of times. But whenever the the situation maximizes or intensifies, he just tenses up. That's just who he is.
0: There were a few is times where can do about that? defenders were falling around his feet. Which I know makes quarterbacks uncomfortable because I used to be one of those defenders. But yes.
1: <laughs> Christian Ponder feet. Oh no, Michael. Oh no.
3: <laughs> he had those from, from kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh and, and,
1: and Quang is saying that uh, that Kirk need to change his pants. Uh Zoon over here talking about Kirk's voice cracking again. Damn, uh, that was it was bad. Damn, Prince, you were there. Any positives from your perspective that we can take away from this? Anything,
5: or are we just burning it all down? Um, the Vikings purple still looks really really nice. Um, it's a really nice stadium still. Um, those are the positives th- that I have. How about Christian Darius? Um, uh, I mean, you know, obviously there was that one uh, you know, Randy Gregory who was kinda of putting on a little bit of a clinic on him. Um, it, it's it's hard to see, like from my from my vantage points it was hard to see, but I kinda of wanted to touch on something that Miles was was saying earlier. Uh, as far as the responsibility of not only the the head coach but also the quarterback. I think we have said it time and time again, the responsibility of Mike Zimmer's is, is to be a CEO. He's not supposed to be a um, in uh, a defensive coordinator. He's not supposed to just be the guy that oversees the offense. He's obviously supposed to oversee the entire team, and we can hold hold him to that expectation, that standard, because that that is the role of the um, the head coach. But I think we also have to hold the quarterback to that same standard as well, too, in the respects of it's not it's not Kirk Cousins. Um, sole responsibility to just manage games. He also has to step in with, a, with the kind of expectations he, ha- he has around him. Sorry if it's loud. Uh, the expectation is like he has to cover up, uh, at times he has to cover up defensive deficiencies. And honestly, the defense played pretty well in this game up until, um, you know, I said like, stands a couple of plays and obviously that play, those plays at the end of the game. Um, but I mean, obviously if they're playing just Dak Prescott, who knows if they were to play well as well as they, as they did. Um, So it's the absolution that we keep having in these conversations is why don't we just blame everybody? And that way we can kind of start for what's working instead of trying to put, put the sole blame on one individual. Because at the end of the day, I saw Kirk Cousins throw far too many check downs that he should have. Uh, I saw some, you know, defensive miscues, right? I saw some like really, really bad offensive play calling Clint Zimmer, uh, offensive line, Kirk. Like, like I, I blame them all, and I think it's fair to just be able to say that and not have it be where we're just hating on the team as a whole. Okay, so fire everybody? Is that where we're at now? Uh, you
2: know, like the fire
5: Zimmer and fire Zimmer and fire Kirk. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah.
2: Well, can we can we real quick, Jason, talk about the fact? Like, I, I know I've mentioned it a whole bunch of times. This Cooper Cooper Rush. Like, if your ownership, like, you're at home, so everybody's watching your team at home lose to a Dakless Dallas Cowboys team when your team's fully intact, and like that's embarrassing. Like, if I was ownership, I know the Ziggy Wilf uh, gif is going around right now which is funny, but like, if I'm ownership, I'm, I'm embarrassed right now. Like there's losing to a good football team. And then there's literally just letting another team come into your house without their best player, without one of the best players in football and just rolling over you. And it's just like, how, how is it? Again, I'm not saying someone's going to get fired, but like, I'm not saying he's going to get fired this week, but like, I would be embarrassed. Like it would be, like you're, if Zim wasn't already on notice, Zim's on notice now. Like, <laughs> he might not come home from Baltimore next week. Like that, that's like that's where that's where I'd be at if I was if I was the the Wills right now.
3: <sighs> Man, huh. Courtney it's Courtney Cronin just posted this one for thirteen on third down. The Vikings' offense.
2: It was bad.
3: Not winning too many games. Going one for thirteen on third down. But
1: J.R., like, what were you seeing? Like, schematically, again, the Cowboys defense has been much improved and they've been taking the ball away, but they're not that – they're not a dominant defense. It wasn't like we were playing the Ray Lewis Ravens from back in the day. Like, they're a mid-tier NFL defense. Like, why was the Vikings offense so bad? Like, i that, that's the part that I'm just struggling to really, really – put my, 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 my head around, my arms around, whatever, is that offensively, we had mismatches all over the field and we could take advantage of none of them. And I don't understand how that happens.
5: It's, it's JR, and and in off that point, JR, uh, I saw a lot of screens, um, you know, obviously away yeah. from Gregory and then on the ends and stuff. Uh, Just to that point, do you think that the Vikings offense was just as scared of the defensive ends because of the tackle situation? Or, I mean, what were you seeing? Because that's what I saw all game.
3: Uh, It was more so the interior pressure. I mean, Bradbury and Udo did not play good at all. I thought the tackles were fine. I mean, O'Neal and Darisol played good games. To me, Cleveland looked fine. He didn't really stand out in a bad way. Uh, and I, I mean, when we did go deep down the field, it was just Kirk was overshooting Justin Jefferson and they were just a little bit off. So I don't know why they went away from doing that. There was a bunch of underneath stuff. To We were throwing the ball to Tyler Conklin like he was prime Tony Gonzalez <laughs> for some reason the entire game. And, you know, just too much underneath stuff stuff and trying to change the launch point so much. For Kirk Cousins, I think they just kind of overdid it. It was overkill with the underneath stuff. And that's why you see Michael Parsons making a million tackles underneath just because that's his game. And, you know, Randy Gregory making plays all over the field, too. So they kind of played into their hands and they didn't do a good job of attacking that secondary. And I mean, I know Trayvon Diggs is a good player, but he's he's a huge Jekyll and Hyde type of player like like Marcus Peters was in his heyday uh, where he's going to give up some big plays. But I mean, he's going to get his, too. So. I thought they did a bad job of just attacking down the field. Uh, and I know Justin Jefferson was banged up a little bit, but um, I just thought they could have took advantage a little bit more uh, of the Cowboys secondary. They didn't do a good job of testing them deep much more uh, in the second half at all.
1: So when we see those checkdowns, um, and, and it did look like the, the Cowboys had a schemed up a bit where they, and like the, the broadcast even called it out with the way that they were attacking our front, they were going to the bare front and, And anytime we tried to go with that play action with the rollout, they were just, you know, the DN was shooting straight up field. They were ignoring the running back. Somebody else has that responsibility. So when that sort of thing happens, I know a lot of the time, we're going to blame Kirk Cousins. That's the thing you see. You see the quarterback throwing the check down. But when that's happening over and over and over and over again, what's the adjustment the coaching staff needs to be making in order to get the offense going? Like When you see a team clearly has studied what you love to do, Like, what's the next thing the Vikings could be doing there to open things up instead of throwing passes three yards behind the line of scrimmage throughout the entire second half?
3: RPO, You got to throw the ball deep. Yeah, that too. (laughs) I mean, RPOs are, you know, throw the football down the field, especially when they're playing that bare front. Bare front is just trying to stop the run. You're clogging pretty much every interior gap. So they wanted to stop. Um, pretty much the offense up the middle of the field. I mean, which is fine, which is what you want to do to Dalvin Cook, just because the Cowboys are really talented on the edges. So what they were trying to do is clog the middle and force the Vikings to the edges just because you have guys like Michael Parsons and Leighton Vander Esch and all these other fast players that they have on the edge. That's why I said we could have really tested them deep much more than what we did. And they did it in the first quarter. I mean, you saw Justin Jefferson going down the field. He almost had it went off his fingertips. I think that was in the first quarter. If I'm not mistaken, and they had some other deep shots down the field that that uh, came up short, but they just went away from it in the second half. And that's why I said, like, I don't know who's in Kubiak's ear, giving him advice or if he's not taking the advice or whatever it is. There's something or he needs some type of help Um, just because that's what that's what I really loved about Kevin Stefanski and not just to backtrack. But he had Gary Kubiak in his ear. Uh, I just think he needs an older consultant like that. Just throwing him to the wolves is really backfired for Mike Zimmer.
0: Did you see uh, Mike Florio's post tonight about if you have an offensive-minded head coach, you basically have two offensive coordinators? Not that he was referring to tonight's game, which we all laughed.
1: Yeah, I just need
3: one offensive coordinator. He's just in over his head,
1: man. Yeah, he's just in over his head. Miles, I feel like you were about to say something there, like, was there anything that oh, yeah. like, about any of this? Yeah, hop in.
2: Well, so Zimmer – not Zimmer. Cousins came out and said he got asked the question about, like, the defense and the coverages and, and stuff and, like, why so many checkdowns. He said it was a combination of coverage and pressure. And so in those instances, we've seen that a lot. We've seen him say that most of the season because defenses have adjusted to what JR was saying. They like to play the the too deep, they they're gonna take away our deep shots to Thielen and, and Jefferson. So like what are we doing to beat them in the intermediate? Or what are we doing to, to help still create explosive plays? We how my question is how have we still not found solutions to some of those to some of those same issues coming up week after week after week? Because if you're never gonna solve those problems for yourself or create solutions for yourself, defense is just gonna continue to run it. And then you're just going to keep using their, them as the excuse for why you're not having explosive plays. At some point, you just got you got you got to test, you got to give your your guys a chance. You got to give your, your guys an opportunity. You have two of the best receivers in the game. How are you not giving them more opportunities to down the field and and that comes from Clint, that comes from Zim, that comes from Kirk. That's all three of those guys. That's not just Zim uh, Kirk in my opinion. I think because we know Zim wants him to dial back a little bit, don't don't take too many unnecessary chances, but at some, at some point you got to take some chances at some point you got to risk it for the biscuit. That's what Bruce Arians would say, right? Like you got to take those chances at some point, because if you don't, you're always going to stay in this rudderless situation and you're keeping games close. You have a good, you have the, the Vikings have a good offense. Like there shouldn't like miss me with all the O-line excuses, miss me with all that. The, the, The foundation and everything is there for this offense to be really good consistently. It's everybody else that's just not letting them do it. And so at some point, the excuse has got to be done. Uh Uh-oh.
1: All right. I mean, I got got not too much else to say about this fucking embarrassment, if I'm being honest. Like, we (laughs) lost to Cooper Rush today. Cooper fucking Rush. Like, I don't know. And now Lake's awake. It's time. It's time. It's time to wind this thing on down. Yenka, you got anything else to say while you wandering through the streets here?
5: Not much, man. I mean, the I, what you guys saw on TV was, it, like I said, it was worse in person. Um, there was, there's just not much that you can take away from this game, you know. Um, besides that, there just has to be a complete change. There's, you're not going to fix this, you know. You're not. There's nothing that I see here outside of okay. You have a, you have some good pieces that you can build off of but I, it's, it is the ideology that will kill us because no team that plays not to lose deserves to win. And that's what I see with this team. So that's, that's my takeaway from this game.
1: All right. Uh, that's it. That's all. I got nothing else. No need to keep all y'all on the line. Uh, everybody go find some drinks and, uh, you know, check, check into Jr's uh, Twitter feed tomorrow at noon. Maybe there'll be some news that might put a smile on your face. And, uh, that's all I got. David, Well, that's what's happening for the rest of the week. I was hoping we'd get
0: an announcement tonight. But
1: nah, man, so, you got to wait. Just, we got to
0: wait till man. tomorrow with bated breath. Tomorrow night we'll have C- oh. C- CTP Mondays. Climb in the pocket Mondays. Climb in the pocket is your place to gather the best Vikings information you can get. We do it on the web, we do it on Facebook, and of course we do it on Twitter. And tomorrow night we have CTP Mondays where the guys will go at it and I'm sure it's gonna be a lively show. So join us. I want to see Deshaun try to put a
1: positive spin on this one. <laughs>
0: at our regular time. I'm curious <laughs> about how Deshawn's gonna handle this one. You got that? You know that right. he
1: will, you know he will.
0: And what do we say, guys?
1: I mean, play the music, Dave.
0: Well, we say a little bit
5: more than that. Oh yeah, skull. Mike is adorable. That's what we say. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Skull Vikings, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climbing the Puck. Skull, everybody.